Parental discretion is advised. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. Enjoying this wonderful pizza from Slice on Broadway, the people in Pittsburgh that provide good pizza, the podcasters. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show episode 465. That's a lot of Tuesdays. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitters at the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, ready to talk about professionalized wrestling. In a way. Uh, with me is the panel of guests uh, straight out of an indie film. It's Papa Lunchbox. What? What did you say? Did you say panel? Like panel riot? Yes, Sorg, that's right. You can find Panel Riot. Is this too soon? Plugs are later? No, that's all right. This is, this plugs is a place. You can start here. Oh, good, good. Get the plugs out on top. Go check us out, PanelRiot.com. This week we're talking about the Smash Netflix series Daredevil. And if you keep an eye on your audio playlists, uh, we're going to have a special guest later on this week. Excellent, excellent. Also with us from San Antonio, Texas, he is the commenter. Com, commenter? Yes. Commenter. On, on the message board, apparently, for the Inspire Pro Wrestling. Oh, God. <laughs> on uh, the Inspire Pro Wrestling indie message board. Um, that, 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 that's when, this is the time when inflection matters. <laughs> exactly. He's a commenter. Damn it, commentator. This is why you're the one with the words. Uh, Eamon Payton for Inspire Pro Wrestling down in San Antonio or Austin or wherever the hell it is. At Eamon to please on Twitter. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I prefer the phrase commentator, mainly because it has the phrase tater in it, and I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> that, that insight and more if you go pick up an Inspire Pro Wrestling DVD on Smartmark Video. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes, also with us, back on, he's uh, one of the guys over at insertcointobegin.com. He is the Riz. That is correct, Sorg. Uh and by the way, uh, go to intercoinbegin.com. I did a cool review on MLB 2K15, MLB 15, the show, and also I did a video. Ooh! Come at me, bro! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be screaming over here. And we're off and running. Wow. I I, I dropped on Rondre Giant. (laughs) Riz is drunk here. Also with us. Also with us, representing yet another indie, is uh, he's the sound guy and social media person over at the Renegade Wrestling Alliance, RWALive.com. It's Wheels at Hot Wheels, RWA. Wow. I'm back. And I'm black. And I'm better than ever. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me. It's Hot Wheels. Don't you shake your head at me, Sorg. You know, when you have me on this show, I make it so entertaining. How is it every time we have Hot Wheels on, he is one of the – he is just going off racist more than us. (laughs) How am I racist when I'm taking myself? I know, but he just just as a he just out of the blue goes, "I'm black." And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's for everybody on audio. That's for everybody on audio. Awesome. 
All right, all right. So okay, I am awesome. Yeah. Now that we we've go. set the table for that, we got a special guest. He's going to be joining us. We'll be hopefully if he sticks around. If we haven't scared him away yet. Jesus, Zorg, what uh, show do you have me on? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, we have Chris, Chris Larusso here. I was listening back to the old interview from 2008. Oh, was when you joined Lord. the show the first time. Yeah. Which I couldn't. I kept calling you Chris Larusso for some reason because uh, I was probably tired. And uh, that you point? said that you discovered the show because DJ Lunchbox pounded a can of cocaine uh yes i, oh. I remember that uh you were I remember that. Were, were you just drinking random objects that you found around the house Some, <laughs> something about that had happened and um it wasn't just a, a can of cocaine there was also um some creamer called stoke that you were doing yes. shots of yes. in the studio yeah. for, and and i was incredibly entertained so uh <laughs> so I've, been fan, I've been a fan ever since i sadly remember that moment uh, we, uh, for, for context to the listener, we used to review energy drinks of all shapes and sizes. I figure it is the demographic uh, for it. It's mm-hmm. true. I, uh, I did, I drank, I shotgunned a can of, uh, something called cocaine because I was chewing on it and it punctured in my mouth. Um, and that story is the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Things puncturing in his mouth. Yes. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and exploding. At Chris LaRusso on the yep. Twitters. And uh, Chris LaRusso on Facebook. If that sounds familiar, you might have seen him on, I don't know, Ring of Honor? Mm-hmm. Ring of on. Honor, uh, Vicious Outcast Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Express, Black Diamond Wrestling. Uh, I'm going to start forgetting people and they're going to be really upset. Jewel City Championship Wrestling. Um, done some stuff with RWA in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of indies in the uh, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Um, and of course, Ring of Honor here and there. So, so you'll be hanging out with us, talking wrestling, and then we're going to have a very in-depth interview with you a little bit later. So, thank, thank you for having me. Mayhem Show, awesome. Uh, so, of course, you can check us out. We're at wrestlingmayhemshow.com for this and all kinds of other shows. We got the Mayhem Minute, we got uh, Midweek War, we got uh, Raw Wrap Up, uh, all kinds of fun stuff just around wrestling. Indie Mayhem Show, of course, as well. And uh, you can also drop us a line. Uh, we're at. Uh, 412-206-WMS0 or the email address Good Times! Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and please subscribe to us. Look for the Wrestling Mayhem Show on all of our affiliated shows on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher and YouTube and wherever else. We're throwing some stuff over on Daily Motion if you're, you know, stealing Ring of Honor shows from over there while you're at it. Just go ahead and subscribe to some Wrestling Mayhem Show. Um, so, there you go. I'm going to Sorgatron be if you. Hey, Clamor! Clamor, no E. Look for it on your iTunes store, and uh, you can find us on there as well. Um, he just made up a word. I, somebody did. Somebody did. Uh, mm. So let's get right into it. First of all, before we got on, on into the show, there was some breaking news. Oh, yes. Chris, Chris LaRusso, you, you are on top of this. Absolutely. You have your finger on the pulse of the industry. What is happening over there in the UK? From our good friends at WrestleZone.com, who, uh, for all your wrestling news. Fan rush ring at SmackDown taping. A group of fans rushed the ring tonight at the WWE SmackDown taping in London. It happened during the main event after the participants had all made their entrances, but before any of the action had started, one of them performed the rock bottom to another before leaving the ring with security chasing the boys <laughs> and escorting them from the area. I have also been told that apparently somewhere on the internet there is uh, footage of this. Mm-hmm. So from like uh, From like the front row of like, the, on the hard camera side, somebody filmed the entire thing, including the uh, alleged rock bottom. The alleged rock uh, bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's 
Interesting. I don't think they're going to come back to London ever again, or at least for a little while. I, I that they will. Like they'll just kind of shore up security. I'm sure if they go back to that venue. Actually, getting uh, reports from Justin Labar on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 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 getting stuff. Uh, you, he's got some commentary on this. UK fans entertaining but lucky. Jumping in the barricade is disrespect. I'm all for a praying security guard gets to you before the wrestlers do. Mm. Now, have you ever been? A, 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 we're getting a little sidestep here, but this is an insight. <coughs> have you ever been uh, involved with somebody jumping the barrier on you? Uh, or, or sometimes yes. there's no barriers. Well, right? I mean, sometimes the 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 line is literally no line. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky over the past uh, couple years, things in the Pittsburgh area, generally the fans uh, respect boundaries and don't do anything. But I do remember very early in my career, a show in State College, where a, I'm guessing just a drunk college fan jumped the barricade, got in the ring, did the Ric Flair strut, and sprinted out. (laughs) So, um, and and the participants, we were just like, because there was a point where we were wondering, Okay, is this something that we just didn't know was going to happen? That that are we? Is, are you in on? Do you know anything about this? And before we could, you know, and nothing we, bad happened. No, they were just no, like, I've never been a, I've never like, been like, attacked. Is it, is it a rib? Is it a, you know? Yeah, what's going something on? like that. Now, so. now, the worst thing I've seen was the time before they had barricades at IWC, like the second or third time they were up in Clearfield. Mm-hmm. Um, this lady hauling off and hitting J Rock with a chair. Jesus Christ! Yes. Not very well. Very ginger tapped to his back in the long run. He's a big guy; he can yeah. take it. Uh, and then somebody else got into got into uh, Shane Taylor's face as well. Oh, that's and, that that's that's a one way trip to the emergency room. Oh right yeah. There. yeah, oh yeah. And then he comes up to me over on camera. Is like, can't wait to see this on DVD. I'm like, oh, we're not putting that on the DVD. <laughs> so, and they have barricades ever since. So there you go. I'm for, for your protection. You know, you know what sort though hmm. with that. Just, just the thought of talking about the barricades. Larusso probably would agree with this. At least with the RWA crowd, they're nuts, but they're not that nuts. I've been really worried a few times down there, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mean, but I mean, I mean, the worst you get to see is an old lady get power driven in the middle of a ring, right, Ruiz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But very interesting stuff Still going on there. To this day, but uh, the other word uh, retweeted by Labar from this uh, Outlaw Evans over there uh, on Twitter. Uh, he says he was sitting in the sixth row and it pissed him off watching these idiots do that. They are a group of quote pranksters on YouTube. I wonder if this is related to that guy that was doing the uh, public wrestling moves oh, that was going yeah. around and the uh, power the, the the wrestling moves on his girlfriend in the in the pool that ended up. In um, uh, Heyman Hustle a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be unswerved, isn't it? Oh, no. It could be. Mm. Oh, this could be the jackass thing. Oh, don't tell me this. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, come to think of it, that the num the amount of time it would take to get a rock bottom set up that you would think usually security would nab you the second you clear Mm -hmm. the barricade. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, it, we haven't seen anything like this on Raw in a very, very, very long time because security is usually very good about it. If they could get this whole, th- maybe, maybe it's We've uh, seen, like pay per views over the past year has popped up, or we're like, wow, something weird has happened with the camera. You see everybody looking over this way, and there's a fight in the crowd or something, or yeah. somebody jumped in and they they just got mm-hmm. nailed, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for something like that. But it sounds like it's a bunch of fans, so maybe the numbers game kind of got to gun got too, too yeah. many people. Yeah. That gets a little scary. People are like, well, if enough of us do this, and they organize. Oh, this good thing. lord! I mean, <laughs> the things that don't give happen, them ideas. I. I Hey, you know, it's the internet, man. Yeah. Like like a, a SmackDown flash mob in the middle of the ring. 
you know? The rest of the I mean, Mayhem show does not eh, condone eh, the actions. No, we don't. No, we don't. Although it would probably be funny. Ramp. You know, yeah, don't, don't let anybody get hurt. I mean, they kind of did this with the, the Daniel Bryan fan oh, the, uh, the thing Occupy a year Raw. ago. The Occupy Raw. And they yeah. brought everybody in. And I know they, they vetted everybody. Not mm-hmm. vetted, but they had volunteers basically lined mm-hmm. up and said, hey, we're doing this thing. But I think that also does set a little bit of a precedent. In the, in the fans' minds, absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, that's one of the things that um, having barricades present, at the very least, mm-hmm. uh, unlike some shows where there's no barricades and fans can, can pretty much get right up to the edge of the ring, mm-hmm. uh, at least it gives the impression of separation. You know, right. you're on this side, we're on that side. You cross here and you're out of here. Like, there's a working area, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know that. And I, even that's something that I. You know, on our side with RWA because mm-hmm. they do a thing. I think it's great that it happens that they come up and you know they, they bang on the ring. But sometimes mm-hmm. it happens in our opportune times when they get a little too excited, or we still have to work and I have a guy tethered to a cord out there. Mm-hmm. We have to get around. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And uh, it, it, but but and there's no illusion to that. And and it's it, you know love the fans that are doing that to a point as a cool to see, cool feeling, cool vibe. Mm-hmm killing me on what i need to do for getting the production mm-hmm. done. have you ever seen the pwg footage i mean the fans in are, are right up because oh, like well because that building's so small that they run it I think yeah the, but they're yeah. also i mean they're doing something different. they're probably post-editing they're, they're not you know tethered mm-hmm. to a cord like what we have going on mm-hmm. um, yeah so anyways uh but a little tidbit there uh since that kind of just broke out did, did somebody have something to say real quick I, I i just think it's a sad result from the last time they were in london when vince came out and was like come on lighten up have some fun <laughs> well here they are having some fun well, so you got what you asked for vince they're yeah, at, least they're not, at least they're not being too quiet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let's get into our first top topic of the night. I hope I worded this right. We'll see how this goes. There it is. Extreme rules are neither extreme nor rule. We're getting our stipulations are popping up here for the extreme rules, and that's coming off. I just saw an extreme rules match uh, with Tommy Dreamer and Rhino over the weekend in Meville with uh, IWC. And uh, I mean, you know, your general thing: chairs, tables, etc. Um, but uh, even going into extreme roles, like we have a steel cage match. Okay, cool. You know, uh, we understand there's a little bit of spoiler, but Bobby was reading earlier, and I think he's on mute. Uh, Bobby, can you unmute for a second? Are you there? Maybe. Yes, Maybe. sir. Okay. <laughs> Tell me what you're. Bobby uh, on assignment. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm kind of bringing you I'm here. I'm standing live. <laughs> I'm standing live <laughs> in the UK, and I just got rock bottom in the middle of the ring. How did I get there? Um, but uh, Bo- Bobby, what did you read on the SmackDown spoilers uh, for? If you know, skip ahead about five minutes, if you want to uh, skip this thing. Spoiler what? alert: If you care about SmackDown mm-hmm. and you care about Extreme Rules, like we said, this is neither extreme nor does it rule. Um, Seamus and Dolph Ziggler, which we knew they were fighting, mm-hmm. they're going to have a kiss me arse match, mm-hmm. um, in which I guess the loser has to kiss the other one's rear end. Um, what stipulation is that that, that makes it a hardcore match? Well, it's extreme. extreme. Maybe they ate a lot of burritos before the match. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, I Maybe you watch a different kind of hardcore film than I do. That yeah, is true. That's, that's true. I've seen that's I've true. seen a lot of films and just like that. That is true. In Seattle, they call it a tossed salad and scrambled eggs match. Oh, okay. Um, well, hey, hey, the bell's calling again. 
and beyond that, and beyond that, we do have a Rush, yeah. Russian chain match. But uh, you know, I wonder at what point you know we've we've had a very settled down uh, of WWE over the years, where it's not hardcore, it's not extreme like it used to be. You know, uh, you know after the the re rise of ECW, um, you know, do, does extreme rules work anymore for us? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. As a pay per view, um, as a pay per view, as saying this is extreme, you know, and then it's like you know, a kiss my arse match, or you know, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, I like even having... even WWE hardcore matches are mostly like special effect, like people going through the the screen, uh, the Titantron screen, and they're doing explosions. Like it's like it's very much like stage. Like it's, it's an like... excuse to do a stunt. Yeah, it's more like stunt work more than it is like actual hardcore wrestling. That's a really interesting thing to connect. Uh, Chris, what do what do you think about the, the the state of extreme in the WWE or wrestling in general at this point? Well, I mean, uh, you know, after the death of ECW and after uh, as we moved into the the PG era, um, I think the WWE realized that there was a lot more money to be made uh, appealing to kids families, things of that nature, and part of, and also a lot more money to be made from sponsors, from uh, major advertisers, and and things like that, and they realized very quickly that to appeal to those mainstream sponsors, and to appeal to those kids, and the toy manufacturers, and and you can see now they have, you know, sponsorships with cell phone companies, and, uh, you know, major corporations, that seeing somebody get their head split open uh, on pay-per-view just wasn't going to jive with that. Mm-hmm. And um, they've done some things to to try and uh, to to try and please both masters, but I, I think the era of of hardcore and of of blood and guts, and I, I just think that at least when it comes to WWE, that era is is long gone, mm-hmm. and um, there's just there's so much more money to be made with a at this point a PG product. Um, for for those of us who were fans of of ECW and were fans of that style, it, it you know it can be disappointing. But on the, you know, on the other hand, to look back at some of that stuff and to see people get you know unprotected chair shots and right, the, right. you know razor wire. I mean, hell, there's a lawsuit about the about, about the concussions that just came up. Yeah, I mean the the appeal of it it has uh, has lost. And I mean, there are places that that do do it. I know that VOW does. Um, has their anarchy title mm-hmm. and you know does to delve into that but even that is very very different than the you know even that is i think there's there's landing on on barbed wire versus mm-hmm. you know getting getting cut versus a, a mm-hmm. chair shot like that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I, I think uh and unfortunately you do see it i i've seen i would say two unprotected chair shots across not just vow I, i've mm-hmm. seen one in iwc uh within the past year you know mm-hmm. and every time it's like Ugh, you know, um, and, and I hope the person taking it, you know, said, "Okay, I'm going to take that." You know, mm-hmm. and, and even the footage helped. It was a Ray, not Raylan that we would talk about on Indie Mayhem Show, Eamon? No, uh, Kimberly. 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 That's right, that's oh, right. that footage with uh, against Chris uh, Dickinson. Yeah, yeah. Chris Dickinson, yeah. I mean yeah. that, and that one. I think the reason why that was so shocking is that we haven't seen anything like that in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back to ECW and and. Um, Tommy Dreamer was pile driving, you yeah. know, 
was power driving yeah. women on a fairly regular you know, basis. It, it looked just as sick as as, as that footage did. Just we yeah. we it, so WWE I think has done well in reconditioning us to not want the blood and guts. Absolutely, like they, I think they've done very well for it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you get to your TLC and your Extreme Rules and your even your Hell in a Cells, mm-hmm. yeah. like I like that reminds us of that stuff mm-hmm. and. Like they need to do something different. Do you think it's also a case of, um, like, a case of even beyond like the blood and stuff like that? Like, what can we really do anymore? Like, I feel like the Attitude Era sort of even the stuff that he did with like, like you said, I feel like TLC like this past year was like, what what are they doing anymore? Like, there you know, there's not much you can do. So they have Dean Ambrose get electrocuted or whatever, and and you know have a stairs match like. You well, know. I, f- I feel like that's the nice thing, actually, about what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. There is so much less uh, of the blood and guts and violence, and they are going towards, for matches like that, more like stunt work, essentially. But when you look at WrestleMania, when Brock Lesnar got busted open on a pole, that meant something. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, that, it did. Was, that was a, a genuinely shocking thing, and it had an effect mm-hmm. on the match and our... Mm-hmm. Uh, our reaction to the match. If that had happened, you know, five years ago or 10 years ago, God, 10 years ago, Jesus Christ, we are old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If that that had happened 10 years ago, oh, he busted his head open on the pole. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? We just saw the undertaker cut someone's head off half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. But today, that means something. Just mm-hmm, yeah. a simple blade job means something. I also think I, I think it depends also on the audience you're playing to, um, because I think the issue with them making the hardcore matches more about like stunt work and stuff like that is that while they are appealing to kids, and I'm sure kids will buy that kind of stuff, like you know we we're like, oh, John Cena got put through an electrical circuit board. He's going to be on Raw tomorrow night. Whatever. Like they're cartoon characters. Yeah, they really I are. think. But in the case of Brock and Roman Reigns, that match felt so real. Like, it felt like they were legitimately beating the hell out of each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there's ways to, maybe to guard, not just hardcore wrestling, but just guard your wrestling towards, you know, making it feel more like an actual fight. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to, you know, be carving people up or anything like that, but at least you know, make it seem like like this is an actual fight. It's like, like so. So so John Cena is the. We've been talking about the Daredevil thing all night. Uh, so so John Cena is the Avengers movie, whereas uh, Brock Lesnar is the Daredevil, where it's a real person, real consequences fight situation. Going yeah, on. Chris, and that's like, I'm now and I, and I genuinely think, upset that I did not make that reference. That's a really good <laughs> I did not put that together and, on the on my podcast this week. Chris, he, Chris has something. Um, I, I, just, talk, I talk about how are these two worlds. <laughs> It's gonna fit together. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying you you really you had good. a great really good you had a great phrase there and it was consequences and that's one of the things that with uh, a lot of these extreme rules matches you feel like there are no real consequences. There was a time in wrestling where a steel cage match mm-hmm. there was some question whether or not it would end someone's career. Mm-hmm. Whether you know so, that that even these matches even if they didn't really have those major consequences there was the belief that there could be that uh, a no disqualification match could mean someone being injured or someone being stretchered out and um we just don't see those those kind of major consequences uh as much anymore but when you do see it with brock in the main event of wrestlemania Mm -hmm. and then that feels different because it feels like there is consequences to this that, that oh there's blood that 
he could really be hurt and you get sucked in for a brief moment mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. what and uh i think even there was some consequences very early in the match before he got split didn't roman bust his eye up in like the first yeah. exchange mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so i mean he was visibly swollen mm -hmm. and that was very different from anything we've seen and, and in a I long feel like time it really kind of feels like because i remember seeing on one of the old foley dvds like from wcw like saturday night's main event or what mm -hmm. it, what was it saturday night wcw saturday night, main WCW event? Saturday saturday night. night. okay yeah. it, it would, when it was like a uh, foley invader and when they agreed to like potato me swell mm -hmm. me up you know was like yeah you know, like we're going to go out and do this and make and i think they got in mm -hmm. trouble for it i'm not sure if they mm -hmm. even showed the match mm -hmm. um and that's what wrestlemania's main event felt to me again the consequence mm -hmm. and everything um especially I, I, th I think because now we have pay-per-views guarded specifically towards these stipulations yeah and they become for lack of a better term gimmicked like they're mm -hmm. they're very gimmicky um it eliminates those consequences and i think that's kind of what the what the problem lies maybe Certainly. Certainly. All right. Well, on that note, I, I want to touch base first. Hey, big shouts to some friends of ours, and we'll get right back. Albie's actually got a really interesting magazine situation that will be delving back in time to look at the future. But first, hey, our friends over at Slice on Broadway, we've been telling you about them every week, but something really cool has happened with them. I wanted to talk about it earlier in the show. Uh, today is actually Slice on Broadway Day in Pittsburgh. Oh, and yeah. uh yeah they actually got a picture over on their facebook page you can go follow them of the proclamation itself look at that and actually get in there there's a picture of them with uh, uh natalia rudiak who's their uh council person here for the area and uh and they got a proclamation and uh recognized by the city of pittsburgh doing awesome stuff and as it and of course then there's us doing the awesome cast in their venue from last <laughs> year uh for episode 200 that's awesome um but uh you know a, a really cool uh, to see them recognize um they're they're good friends supporting great podcasts in pittsburgh with pizza and it's the best stuff around it's right down on the tracks here in the south hills of pittsburgh and beachview as well as main street in carnegie pa if you're heading yourself up to uh out to the uh airport coming in for something you know maybe all those maybe all those uh legends that came in for meadville's iwc show maybe kevin nash hit it up on his way in you never know you never know Big Sexy likes his pizza, you know. Uh, but no, check him out and, and uh, let him know you heard about it on the Wrestling Mayhem show at PGH underscore Slice on the Twitters. Right now, right now. You can listen to him say, hey, at PGH underscore Slice. Listen to you. Congratulations on the proclamation. Heard about it on at Mayhem show. We really appreciate it. Let him know you're listening. You're knowing about them from here. Uh, support the guys that support us on the Mayhem show. So let's get into topic two. Now, LP, you brought this to my attention. It's true. It's true. So here in Pittsburgh, uh, we had a wonderful event this past weekend, and that event is Comic-Con. Now, I think Comic-Con is a bit of a misnomer nowadays. It's Steel City Con, actually. Yeah, Steel City Con. Uh, how about you quietly fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, ruin my introduction? Uh, these conventions are no longer just about comics uh, as they once were. They are about all fandoms. They are all inclusive uh, nowadays, including the professional wrestling fandom. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel they've always had an undercurrent at these kind of events, and uh, this year's was no different. I picked up this gem, Sports Review Wrestling Predictions through 1998 is that showing up yeah it's showing up that's showing up oh no it's real blown out it's real bad i'm sorry uh <laughs> anyway uh predictions through 1998 and i thought well that's pretty good i wonder when it was published 1988 
Cool. So, <clears throat> 1998 uh, was a uh, was a great year, and it was a uh, lead up. You know, it's a uh, you know. I think in 1998 we were in the thick of the Attitude Era, if I'm not mistaken. Thick of the Monday Night Wars. Right, the Monday Night Wars. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I thought, I wonder if this uh, if this strange magazine that I've never heard of uh, could have predicted the madness that would take place. And I felt that uh, week by week we would go through these predictions and uh, find out together and discuss how right or wrong they are. We're going like to kick, kick things off with the, uh, the very, very first prediction here. You ready for this? By 1993, a major corporate entity, perhaps Coca-Cola or MCA Telecommunications, will invest more $20 million Wow, this is written poorly. Invest more than $20 million into the NWA to make the wow. organization competitive with the WWF Ooh. on a marketing wow. and international level. As a result of the investment, the NWA will surpass the WWF in influence and talent roster wow. by 1995. Wow. Let's, let's get into it. No, no, no wait, wait. That's so, kind so of it's freaky accurate. Yeah, that is because that's WCW. That is WCW. It's exactly right. What was MCA? MCA is the is a movie company. Is it? I don't know that MCA still exists. Probably not. You guys talk about it. I'll Google it. But no, that's maybe Turner would be the MCA or Coca Cola that dumped money into it. It became WCW, and by 1998, they were beating, competing with WWE. Oh, what year did they say that? What year did they say they would become competitive? I they think, said '95, I think. Would that have been? That right. would have said that it would take been, place in '93 and become competitive in '95. So '95 would have been like Hogan, right? Right. Would '95 yeah. have been Hogan? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Damn. They had some time machines back then. So yeah, that, that, is, that is impressive stuff. Pro wrestling Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> It's strange. Like I said, this was published in 1988, and it just goes to show you this was this was pre-internet. This was dirt sheets before dirt sheets were digital. <laughs> Kids, <laughs> I can't can't be wrong all the time. That's right. That's right. What, what else you got in there? Oh, you want me to do more? We're oh not yeah. Just read. Oh, I, I, I didn't know the plan was one at a time. Or no. I thought it was. I thought we were going to do one a week. That is okay. We can read the next one. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, let's do a couple. And if we want to uh, continue, we can we can check in on this every week. Okay. That one was too easy. That one, <laughs> that one, too easy. Shit, that was too impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is, is a little strange. By 1997, and I'm reading these verbatim. By 1997, Vince McMahon Jr.'s son, Sean McMahon, will have assumed control of Oops. the WWF, spurred by the success of the NWA through 1995 and 1996. McMahon will build the WWF into an international empire greater than his father or grandfather ever dreamed of. <laughs> In 1997, one of the television's, television season's top ten programs will be a primetime comedy drama featuring WWF stars. My father simply thought too small was he when he was in charge. In charge, Sean will say. So here are the problems. <laughs> <laughs> is is Sean his real name? 
No, it's Shane. No, it is, it is Shane. Shane. No, no, is it, it, is it, it actual it, Shane? He didn't just be like, well, I'll just call myself Shane for television. I, I'm going to look that up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all rushing to Wikipedia. Like I said, I, I think like 1988, they didn't have Wikipedia to double check these things. So That's I think true. it just... That's and plus, true, yeah. you already saw Shane, how great Shane that thing is written. Brand. So... I think it all just kind of comes in his, his name's Sean now. Sean. <laughs> just pointing out there's Shane, your name's Sean. <laughs> so here's the weird thing. It's not that far off, except it's not Shane, it's Vince. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I, I They didn't really kind of count on the longevity of, I mean, the, the drama, the, the evening drama thing is weird. But they have is an it? evening show that's in the top five and, and, and really if you think about it, this is in 1988 right so their idea of what a wrestling show could have been was probably based on the old nwa match 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 right, match right, promo right. match match they probably didn't foresee a vince russo written um segments soap opera style that this may have been so it did kind of happen it did kind of happen in that it, it may be that wrestling started taking on some of those more comedy, more drama aspects rather than just stay strictly a professional wrestling show. Hmm. Can I, I'm going to read the next one. <laughs> that, good, that good, huh? This, this part goes a little insane. <laughs> Sean McMahon kills for right? No, no, no. But before I read this, I'd like to remind you that it, it, it mentions WrestleMania 14. WrestleMania 14 was the year that we had Mike Tyson, Steve Austin, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having already built the WWF into an international empire, Shawn McMahon <laughs> will turn it into an empire of literally astronomical proportions in 1998 <laughs> by holding the WrestleMania 14 main event in space. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. Two years. Kevin Nash read this. Two years later, the United I'm sorry, two years earlier, the United States will have established its first permanent manned space station in orbit, and the main event will be a cooperative venture with NASA, which will <laughs> be conducting extensive studies into the nature of uh, <laughs> nature and effects of weightlessness on athletic activities. Financial limitations will prevent the entire card from being held in space, as well as prevent any kind of crowd from viewing it live. <laughs> oh, thank God. All closed circuit and pay-per-view TV records will be broken, as fans pay up to upwards of $1,000 for a chance to see the event. <laughs> Fuck it, I would. I love the idea of Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels in space. In space. I love the Mike Tyson in space. You son of a bitch. Oh. Pouring beer in his mouth with gravity. Wow. <laughs> no, forget wrestling. This guy had had the utmost confidence in our space program. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean. Well, we I had mean, a moon base by, by uh, 96. Jeez. Jeez. I mean, I mean, you know, Ooh, combining two things that in 1988 or maybe later, at least, that you would contest the realness of them, NASA and WWE, <laughs> um, depending on who you talk to. That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That's that, that yeah, was just I, like, whew. I think that's a good oh, stopping wow, point. The next the next the next that'd one be is, crazy. Uh, we're doing in um, outer space. So so this was a little experiment. We, we how many do you have? How, how long is the article? 
Uh, let me let's uh, let's take a look. <laughs> no one let's made a satellite head scissors joke. Jeez. <laughs> a six one nine in space. Uh, go ahead and fill. Uh, but, okay. Uh, Bobby. Bobby has stuff. Bobby has stuff. I also have a wrestling magazine. He does. He wanted in on that. That's right. Um, um, what... I got mine at uh, Cash and Culture. Okay. <laughs> um, two things I wanted to touch on. It's such here. a weird magazine-based uh, state. Uh, it, it's 2015. We've done almost 10 years of a podcast, and we've decided to talk about paper magazines yeah. that we found at a Comic-Con <laughs> yeah, about exactly. pro wrestling. This is from winter 1994. Oh, okay. wow. The first thing is news from the wrestling capitals, and the first city listed is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Damn right. Oh, there's a train going by. What? You have a train? (laughs) What? No, that's wheels, I think. Um, Is it running through your living room? (laughs) What's that stupid train going over there? The the article here is by a man named Danny Tanner. No, no. 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 Seriously. Right there, Danny Tanner. Oh my god. Is that Yokozuna? Uh, it looks like Yokozuna. That's, that's, that's the, not Danny Tanner, that's Yokozuna. The news from the wrestling capital is Yokozuna versus Mabel. <laughs> These two WWF behemoths went at it at the Civic Arena. And and the rap and light show from Mabel's manager, Oscar, stole the show. Oh jeez. <laughs> there was plenty of pushing and shoving from both sides during the match. But Jim Neinhardt, of all people, <laughs> helped determine the final verdict. The end will come down to ringside and distracted Mabel as Yokozuna and Belly to Belly suplexed him for the pin. Other bouts, WWF World <laughs> Champion Bret Hart defeated o- Owen Hart. Razor Ramon beat Intercontinental Champion Diesel by disqualification. And they go on to list other better matches than Yokozuna versus Mabel. <laughs> 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 Moving on to another story. OJ, guilty or innocent, wrestlers speak out. Oh, you were instant. <laughs> you were instant. Uh, name. Let's let's do a little game here. Okay. Name a wrestler, and we'll we'll say who if he thinks he's guilty or okay. innocent. Okay. Wait. This is this is um, a lo- this is a loaded question. <laughs> All right, Captain Lou Albano. Guilty. Innocent. Guilty. Yeah, Captain Lou's a loving man. He's in. He's yes, he's innocent. Captain Captain Lou's quote is, "Hope he's not guilty." <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. That's, 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 that's kind of down the middle. That's not decisive. All right, Terry. I, I love we have all these legal questions oh. when you came in. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. By the way, I'm sta- I abstain. Oh. I abstain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Terry Funk. That's a good one. Guilty. 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 Yeah. Terry Terry Funk's answer was he's definitely guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Austin. Stunning Steve? Guilty. Stunning Steve Austin, yes. Guilty. Stunning Steve says innocent. Yeah, he's got to say innocent. Um, yeah, innocent. Stone Cold would say guilty. <laughs> well, Steve Austin, Stunning Steve Austin also says he's guilty. Oh, wow. Mm. All right. <laughs> Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Oh, oh man. man. That's, oh, that's, oh, he's high, bro. Wow. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I posted this on Instagram. This, I, I'm, I'm going to back out on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his, uh, his, his, his response was, sorry, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know his answer? His, his response was, uh, innocent, wipes brown nervously. <laughs> 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 In the dreams. 
His answer, his answer was, could be guilty, could not be guilty. <laughs> Did he end that That's with brother? Brother. It's an accurate statement. My favorite, I mean... my favorite one. All right. Paul E. Dangerously. Oh, good Lord. So he says, I don't care if he's guilty or innocent. If they do fry OJ, they should air it on pay-per-view. I'll have a party of friends here to watch it with me. I wish I wish I had a piece of with a buy rate. After the execution, we'll have a festival of all the naked gun movies. Wow. Now to be down to the real issue. This whole trial was a waste because it takes the public's eye away from the real important issue of the day, and that is when they when will they realize that nine one one is the world's greatest athlete? Wow. <laughs> the best part is, Paul, okay. you, Paul you must, Heyman. Of, so- all the, of all the previous ones you listed, those seem like ones that they could have just made up. They were yeah. like, he's either guilty or he's not guilty. That is like straight from Paul Heyman. Yeah. I have no Paul doubt Heyman, in my mind he said that. Paul Heyman has always been in character. He's <laughs> never not in character. Yeah, Somebody needs to tweet Paul Heyman and remind him that he made that statement. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby, take a picture and send it to the main show count. Yes. Take- Listen, yes, while we're on this topic, there's uh, there, he is quoted in this magazine as well. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> could be guilty. Uh, could be innocent. The, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the question was, um, question of the month is, how did you feel when your partner or ally double-crossed you? And he said, ooh, that Austin idol has made me and Eddie Gilbert so mad. He refused to join our stable of champions even after we offered him a king's ransom. Then he got real bold and took cheap shots at both me and Eddie. So later, I decided to give that blonde buffoon a man's haircut. We ain't done with Idol yet either. As far as I'm concerned, he's nothing but yesterday's trash. Who do you think actually wrote that? <laughs> the, 19, the 1980s where, uh, where the bad guys uh, mostly talked like uh, superhero villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so you got this. I came across some magazines myself this weekend. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, did you? Um, so, uh, Troy Davis, referee uh, around the area. Uh, it was at IWC this weekend, and everybody's got their stuff uh, going on. And uh, he had these magazines he was trying to sell. And uh, I'm I'm working on a project about really really old school wrestling, and so it caught my eye. Of course. First of all, of course, uh, Bruno San Martino. This is from 1969. Uh, the the two I just worlds. Say his pose right now. What's that? Yeah, this is a great was pose. He, yeah, Sword was a great pose. Was he bloody? No, no, he's not bloody in this one. But there's actually another one where he was bloody. Where somebody was bloody, and we thought it was like maybe uh, classy Freddie Blassie. Um, <laughs> but uh, by the way, uh, four pages of color San Martino and Sheik cage match photos. Four pages of color photos. Look at that. Uh, but there was another one here. If I click the right way. Uh, yep, this is the one I was showing you at lunch, LB. Um, what on earth? <laughs> so you see that. There's some sort of mace or something that he's holding over a girl. And this is the wrestling mag. It's called The Wrestler. Uh, big girl wrestling section loaded with exciting photos. And for this uh, very uh, weird photo, it looks like it's straight from a German, German love shack. Uh, Girls love men who treat them rough, insists Paul Diamond. And there's <laughs> another one here on the side. Uh, the startling confessions of a girl wrestling referee. 
Sometimes I get slapped. And there's something about Dory Funk Jr. in the corner for no reason. Um, <laughs> Dory Funk probably slapped her. Amazing. I wanted to look through them, but I was afraid they were going to fall apart in my hands. Um, it, it was pretty pretty fantastic. So, uh, guys, that was awesome. Uh, so, uh, on that note, if you have any weird magazines in your collection... Actually, I got- <laughs> Weird wrestling magazines in your collection. Can we <laughs> clarify that? Let us know about them. Screen cap anything odd you find. I have some old like pro wrestling illustrated uh, from about the same era, probably LB, um, that, uh, that, that that I obtained. Um, so I might look through those and see if there's anything weird in there. I know that's why I discovered War Games. Was it was the one where like Abdullah Butch was in there, and I think he was hiding a mm-hmm. hammer in his tights or something. Yeah, I yeah, still like, never. I should. Gimmick, yeah. I should go watch the match. Because I can now for nine ninety nine. Wow! You know what I mean. I've never watched it, but I still like this mm-hmm. thing. Fascinated me. One, there was something other than WWF mm-hmm. because it was like I got WWF magazine. That's all I had on TV. I didn't have cable. And then it was like not only that, this barbaric, holy crap, war games, bloody thing was happening that mm-hmm. I got to tell, read about, mm-hmm. and see in black and white. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 <laughs> seeing that there's a whole another wrestling world out there. So yes, felt so dirty. <laughs> I don't know if it's because it was black and white or not, but anyways. <laughs> Sorg, Mad Mike is sitting there reading his WoW magazine it's, while you're talking. Wow How magazine? Good. Wait, wait, wait. The the old World of Wrestling magazine? Well, if, if Wheels is going to call me out on it, yes. Um, <laughs> well, you, you asked if you have weird wrestling I have, magazines. I, I, dude, I have a few of those. I love that magazine. I had a subscription to WoW magazine, Sorg. I, I can't remember. I, I got um, a bunch of them. I don't know if I subscribed or not. I just opened to a random section called Shoots and Angles. <laughs> oh, aren't the you first, clever? The first topic on this page, lawsuit targets China. Mm. Mm. I'm not even sure what it was about, but like they got the WWF New York sign for Times Square. Oh, oh I remember uh, that. Mm-hmm. A study links wrestling with bad behavior. <laughs> <laughs> in, another, in another news, water is wet. <laughs> but, and, of, and of course, probably my favorite ad in the entire magazine, 67% of women say they are unhappy with the size of their lover's pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was the other thing. We were looking through that. Wait a minute. Who's the broad in the in the ad? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm assuming Missy Hyatt. <laughs> There was an ad for wow. there was an ad for American Gladiators magazine in my magazine. Oh no! <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I think like your your Wow magazine there. That was around the time when ECW I think was on TNN, so it was like at the height of yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. WW, WWF WCW. I think maybe the Russo was going over WCW. It was like like WCW was on the decline, was still kind of big. Mm-hmm. And I think the same people did like ECW magazine too. Mm-hmm. At the time, it, it was like all color, you know. Again, you know, versus the dirty pro wrestling illustrator, I never bought because mm-hmm. they're black and white. That's you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Versus WWF magazine, and then this was just big, glossy cardstock cover, cardstock foil stamped cover, mm-hmm. you know, just like the tops cards, you oh, know. Absolutely. And hey, it, hey uh, do you guys remember Shakira of World Re- of World Championship Wrestling? Because oh, apparently, we need a whole full page spread. <laughs> Figuring out what she's up to in, to, yeah. in August of 2001. Yes, we do. Wow. <laughs> Those are the days. I'm going to guess not much besides this article. So. Head of her it, career. So let's, Actually, uh, there's a really cool thing in here on Regal about his uh, drug rehab. Oh. oh. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's not it's not all schlock. Like, there's some actual good. No, stuff there was good stuff in there. There was seriously good stuff in there. A lot of those. Uh, I mean, at a, I don't know if anybody here has been to the uh, to the Wrestleplex at PWX, but they have a huge uh, library of old magazines. Really? That I mean, from and I mean, some of them are more recent. They're WWE or the. Do you remember the Raw magazine? Yeah. They just have just the Raw. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there was old Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Inside Wrestling that goes back to San Martino so, so era. Do they have like a like a Pro Wrestling library down well, there. Well, the, it's, it's in the it's in the it's in the gift shop, the gimmick shop, and uh, like they've got. Eight by ten DVDs. Wait, they have a gift shop. Yes, I, I, I don't think I've been there since the place opened. I went to like yeah. the first show there, and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I haven't had time to get back since. They have a, That's but they awesome. have a little shop that I mean, it sells like, it sells like DVDs and eight by tens and stuff like that. Then it also sells like light swords and uh, those glow sticks stuff for the kids for the show. And then on the back wall, they have all these old magazines. Wow. And you know, at, at first glance, if if you don't know what you're looking for, it looks like ah, oh, it's a bunch of WWE magazine, but you look through it and you're like, oh, "There's some gems back here." Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there most of them are in, um, you know, in plastic and are protected, and, and some of them I don't even want to open because they look like, you know, like you said, you look yeah, like yeah. they might fall apart in your hands. But there's I, some that, very cool stuff. I started going through it and I felt like some of the pages were loose. I'm like, I, he's trying to sell them for like twenty bucks a pop, and I'm like, here, I'm not gonna mess with this pop. And- yeah, pop. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, but I'm very interested in, in, in getting some of those for. Um, I, I guess as an aside, I'm working on a project. If you have anything really old, especially around Pittsburgh wrestling, uh, I'm interested. Uh, just mm-hmm. email the Wrestling Mayhem Show email address or Twitter or something. Uh, that's the Good Times at Wrestling Mayhem Show, and uh, I'd like to talk to you here and uh, coming up here. Maybe I'll go down and see what they got down there. Absolutely, and talk with them as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyways, on that note, hey, thanks everybody. Uh, th- this was this is actually a really fun article. Thank you, thanks for bringing this up, LB. Yeah, hey, you got it. Uh, there is much more where that came from. Awesome. I think we'll check in on that. Maybe that'll be a new kind of mini hey, segment. Hey, sure. we'll There's an ad for RF Video in here. For what? For RF Video. RF Video? They've been around forever, man. Wow. <laughs> what could you get RF on VHS video. back then? Anyways, on that note, um, uh, for more recent wrestling, please check, please check out PittsburghWrestling.com and IndieWrestling.us. We got a whole bunch of fun stuff, even including this past weekend's... Uh, Night of the Superstars 4 just released on digital download today. You can go check that out, uh, including Tommy Dreamer versus Rhino in a fun, fun, actual Extreme Rules match. Um, uh, Kevin Nash was a part of big six-man tag, uh, as well as Gang. Okay, yeah, it's Super Ooh. Shredder on one side of a six-man tag, and you had Gangrel on the other side. <laughs> it was a fun time. And actually, I, Kevin Nash was into it. Like, I mm-hmm. figure, oh, he'll come in and do a hot tag. He'll boot some people in the face of the No, mm-hmm. he was in the match. I've heard a lot of people a say that bit. they they were pleasantly surprised, but when, you know, on some independent shows that, you know, of what they got out of Kevin Nash. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, I've heard that oh, before. Yeah. yeah. It was real cool to everybody, you know, it, it, you know, for a guy that just was on the Hall of Fame, you know, mm-hmm. completely cool to see him on there, and it, it was a really good, fun time. And uh, Gangrel. Gangrel's looking good. I haven't seen Gangrel since one of those early VOW shows mm-hmm. when I think Sabu was on it down in Uniontown. Yeah. And uh, he even looks better than he did then. I uh, saw him at Remix a couple, a couple of Remixes ago. He was the Hall of Fame, too. That's right. He was out in the crowd in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Awesome, um, but no, really fun show. Ric Flair is there, and Ric Flair is, is there. Uh, gives a speech at the at the top uh, of the show. Uh, a lot of fun time. We'll talk about that a little bit more on the Indie Mayhem show later tonight. Uh, that's episode sixty five. If you want to check that out, if you're checking us out later, uh, but you can get the digital download for nine ninety nine. Nope, that's not it. 
that's Chris LaRusso. Check him out at Chris LaRusso on uh, the Twitters as well. And uh, actually, we have some of your stuff on here because we do have Vicious Outcast Wrestling. Oh, awesome. So uh, you can check out, look at look up Chris LaRusso's matches on there mm-hmm. and pick mm-hmm. those up. There you go. At uh, PittsburghWrestling.com. Also, Best of Gregory Iron was just released in the Prime Cuts series. We have the digital downloads. You can get DVDs at Joe-Dabrowski.com. As well as, is it out? Very soon there will be a Hardcore Legacy released. That's uh, little scene matches from ECW alumni at one of, I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of the venues they used to go to. um, Was it the Dome? The Queens, maybe? In Queens, um, she, I thought it was going to be the Pittsburgh venue. No, it's it, not a Pittsburgh venue. Yeah, um, it, it's footage all from this one venue that they used to go to, not like UCW Arena or something, like another one of the regular ones. Uh, I think out mm-hmm. east, okay. but uh, it's actually going to be commentated by Joe Dombrowski and Shane Douglas. Oh, that's very cool. So and a, there's a lot of big names on there, the who's who of ECW. So all that's going to be over there, IndieWrestling.us, and we're looking mm-hmm. to redesign uh, IndieWrestling.us too, so you have a separate kind of experience than everything else going on at Sorgatron Media. So. Uh, so we'll be right back with LB and the big question. This is the Aaron Sheik. You listen to the Mayhem Show. Iran, number one. Russia, number one. USA, ah, Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show. We're back. Of course, we listen. There's no actual break there. You just listen to Iron Sheik or somebody saying, blah, blah, American number one. Now I'm going to have to use that one um, in post. Uh, but now it's time for the big question with the DJist of DJs, Papa Lunchbox. You know, sorry, I've been experimenting with changing my name. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Papa Lunchbox. I like the idea of Lunchbox Prime, maybe. You're never really a DJ, you know? You're just kind of a guy with a microphone. There was a time when that was relevant. Now it's not. We're way too reflective tonight. It's yeah, that magazine. That's true. Let's yeah. talk about wrestling. My question to the group is, I was uh, we, we talked about this a little bit at lunch, um, about, uh, I, I don't remember exactly who we, it was, uh, or, nor do I care. It was a nice um, time. We dined outside. I felt very yuppie at that point. Yuppie? Jesus, Sorg. Nothing wrong with being yuppie. It's like, I don't know a line for that. Um, I felt like I was nice. in a Facebook movie. It was great. Anyways, back eat? to wrestling. What did you have for lunch? I forget. Oh, it was a barbecue chicken sandwich, and there's a whole bunch of crap they put on there that I didn't understand. Oh, yeah, that was right. Yeah, and I had a fish sandwich that was bland as shit. Don't get the fish sandwich at Diamond Market, kids. You're wasting your money, time, and taste buds. <laughs> Welcome to the food cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had tuna, I had tuna in the bag. God damn it! <laughs> Big question. What did you have last today? <laughs> what did you have? Uh, no. Okay. Um, the point is, we were talking about um, uh, indie wrestlers, and, and um, somebody was uh, on TNA, and they lost to somebody on TNA. And I started thinking about um, what that means in the career of a professional wrestler. So let's say you have a professional wrestler who works the independence and hi wheels. <laughs> wheels is making faces at me. He's holding um, up your feed with you on it. <laughs> oh good. I'm oh, sorry. His, his I was behind away. the Jesus Christ. Um Okay. Is winning on an indie promotion more or less beneficial to your career? than losing on a television promotion. Mm. Uh, Add some context to this, please. 
I don't have any more. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you mean? No, this, you mean? this is the, the I mean, we were talking about uh, the extension of like Cesaro and Kid losing to Randy Orton last night, a main eventer. I, you know, I believe it kind of raises their stock on the show, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's one side of this argument, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but but I can't, I I genuinely I cannot remember who we were talking about, but there was somebody from the was Indies that came Zima? up to TNA. Was it Zima? Because he loses on TNA all the time, and he, I'm guessing he wins in the Indies. Mike, were you at lunch with me and Sorg today? No, I'm just asking. Interesting, <laughs> Sorg. Who were we talking about? <laughs> I can't remember to be quite honest. <laughs> were you talking about Daniel Bryan or something? No, fucking. Were you listening? Someone came up from the Indies. <laughs> Why can't we just answer the question, Sorg? I was actually your waiter. And I <laughs> Bobby, I'm sorry I stiffed you on the tip, but you suck dick at waiting. I do. I dropped everything. <laughs> I didn't stiff him. I tipped him a little bit. So generally you're saying, you know, anyway, it, 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 it's not it, the first time you've stiffed the point, Bobby. The point is, is it more beneficial to win in an indie promotion off television than it is to lose in a promotion that's mm-hmm. on television. And when does that change, if ever? I want to let Chris go last, because he probably knows the answer to this. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't think I there mean, is it. He's the one that's, that's been probably won in the Indies and lost on the TV the most out of any of us, right? As, I mean... Right? Out of any of us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who the hell did you ever beat? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, but we'll go to you last, because you, you have the real answer. Uh, the rest of us will pontificate. Uh, Eamon, you're the closest thing to a wrestler amongst the rest of us. Oh, Jesus, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're closer to it. I commentate on wrestling. More. Yes. Um, or I comment on wrestling. Uh, but I think it's it's hard to say. Because I think there's a little, it, it, it's not as easily defined. Uh, the closest thing I can think of is, it, I like Sword mentioned the whole uh, Randy Orton versus Kid and Cesaro on Raw. Personally, in my opinion, I don't think it really benefits Cesaro and Kid. Uh, I don't think it. Be- I, I, in the case of the tag team champions of no matter who they are, losing to a singles guy, I don't think that's good. If, if you're supposed to be like the best tag team. But you could also look in contrast to Dolph Ziggler versus Neville uh, from from Raw, which I felt they've been doing a really amazing job with using Neville and, and making him seem important and seem big, and he's not been winning all the time. And that's this okay. This isn't what I asked at all. I, uh, but I know, but I'm, I'm asking to... about indie wrestlers. Specific, I, I don't know if it plays in the indie wrestling. wrestlers. Wrestlers who are wins off of TV – Better than losing on TV. Depends on the I got this. I, I, I don't think. Hold on, hold on. Riz has the answer to all of our problems I mean, here. I'm no, no sword. Um, <laughs> How's Andre doing? He's he's still up here. He's very he's very balancey today. Um, no, I like. I honestly think now. It's beneficial to that superstar to lose on television because you know what that superstar has their own store that they can sell shit to and earn money. That guy now has, hey, meet the guy who is on WWE TV. Sean Stasiak. <laughs> You're actually close. I was gonna say. St- 
Dan Stansky. Um, oh. Like, like Stan Stansky, nobody knew who the hell he was until Ryback beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, Norv and uh, Dewey. Norv, Nor- Norv Furnham and Dewey. Uh, what? Barnes. Barnes. We didn't know. I, I mean, we didn't know who the hell they were until they got job to by uh, EC3. Colin Delaney. Uh, Colin Delaney. Thank Look you, at him now. I was, I, I, it, but now, now with the internet and everybody having that, having that guide to your shop where you can get money from just people who saw you do things. Blue pants. Blue pants. Uh, it, it it's just now it, it's it's a good time to be a quote unquote jobber in professional wrestling because now you have that uh, <clears throat> indie cred of being on television even even as a rosebud mm-hmm. believe it or not uh, that's my answer though. Eamon was sending me pictures of rosebuds last night. <laughs> Apparently. Whoa! What? <laughs> Wait, um, what? That's yeah, the one girl that was on. Uh, but uh, but now I kind of get what you're saying. Like, and I agree. I, I think mm. it, it, we can't look at it a case of like a like a Cesaro or Tyson Kidd or Neville. But looking at like like if you have a, like a niche thing and you're sort of relatively unknown, the internet latches onto that, and you know, PD Williams. Like sure. Uh, no, no. Like PD Williams, Jarrell Clark. Half of the X Division was made up of guys like that back in the day. Like they would lose on TV a lot, but. If you got them for an indie show, that was the big get. Those are guys like, that were all over. Be... Those are the guys that were all over IWC here. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like one precludes the other. If you mm-hmm. are losing match after match on TV, mm-hmm. people know who you are, and they're going to bring you in for their indie show if they can. Yeah. Where right. you are the big name, and you are going over. I'm, I'm like, sure, <laughs> I'm sure Leva Bates is getting a few uh, bookings as Blue Pants these days. So the uh, one we didn't mention, Sor, mm-hmm. Asylum. Oh, Asylum well, being he the really doctor. Ha- he didn't really have Not a match. Even... He was he was the doctor. But yeah. I mean, that's you know. But I don't know how. I, I, I would like to know how if, if if that like significantly increased like it made me know who he was. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm, but... I'm, I'm, I mean on a significant. Okay, like, uh, uh, Wheels. What what are your thoughts on this? Strange enough, I was just thinking about that, um, just getting even the clarifications of the answers. I thought easily, um, strange enough, Pittsburgh's own Ryan Mitchell against Kozlov, even though it may have been a minute and... Yeah, it was like on SmackDown, right? Yeah, it was on SmackDown and everything. Yeah, he may not have been, like, the biggest winner, but he traveled all over the country and overseas, because of that, so mm-hmm. strange enough, one of our own, Ryan Mitchell, and even Corey Graves. Yeah, look at him now. Um, LB, did you want to answer before we go to Chris here? Um, I, I sure, yes. Uh, I think that um, that uh, there is a time when you know um, losing on television is better for your stock than. Uh, winning off television and uh, because that losing on television feeds the other thing. And then the other thing gets big enough that you're on television enough that losing on television becomes the bad thing. 
and you have to start winning on television to raise your stock. You know what I mean? It's a it's a process. Okay, uh, Chris, what do you think about all this? Um, well, oddly enough, I have never lost on national television. I have one national television appearance to my name, and the record books will show that the decade and Chris Larusso uh, were victorious in Nashville, Tennessee. So, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> That being said, I was promptly dropped on my head by B.J. Whitmer immediately afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, w- w- as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about something that an um, uh, uh, independent wrestler, and he's also he's on Ring of Honor. He's a trainer and, and coach and mentor to a lot of uh, wrestlers. Uh, Brutal Bob Evans one time mm-hmm. told me, and he was telling me about maximize your minutes mm-hmm. and that any opportunity – to be on national television and to be in front of that many eyes is a golden opportunity. What you do with that time is 100% up to you. Um, You mentioned Colin Delaney and Colin maximized his minutes. He was told to go, I believe it was the great Kali. Was that who his (laughs) initial? (laughs) No, it's 100% serious. I think that was the first. I don't think that was his first one. But it, w- it was one of. But the it su- was one of. Uh, I'm not sure, but whatever his first appearance was, he performed so well in that very very limited role mm-hmm. that it ended up getting him a full time job and, and really you know was was a a you know keystone to his career. Um, so when those opportunities come around, oh, go ahead. He, he was actually first beaten by Shelton Benjamin. Uh, Big Daddy V. Kali came on, came up a little bit later, actually. Okay, okay. So Mark Henry, then Kali Kane, like he he mm-hmm. had he ran the whole line of them. So. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, there there's these situations where how many people um, have been rosebuds or have been um, you know enhancement guys or whatever, and are never seen or heard from ever again. Mm-hmm. But then you do have a situation like like a Colin Delaney who mm-hmm. is able to take that very small role. And maximized his minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, I found, I mean, personally, it's a very minor way to to, to measure uh, awareness. But after I was on uh, TV, my Twitter followers went up. My Facebook followers went up. Um, I did see a noticeable increase in, in some interest. I saw a noticeable increase in some pay mm-hmm. uh, at a couple of places. So um, the exposure, I think, it, it is always very good. Um as far as having those those awesome wins or awesome, I, I won't say wins because I'm not as big on wins and losses, especially in indie wrestling, meaning as much. But those big moments, those big matches on the indies, um, and they're great. And you know, you can have amazing matches and really entertain the crowd. But sort of the if the tree falls in the woods, doesn't make a sound if no one's there to hear it. Mm-hmm. If you have these amazing matches or these amazing victories on the independents. Um, but it's in front of a hundred people, you know, in, in West Virginia, you know, how useful is that? Well, you can get a tape of it or, or, you know, and, and a lot of places do have much greater exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know IWC has digital download, PWX is on, uh, you know, a local television. AIW is really good about if something really big happens, it's, you hear about it, it's on yeah. the internet. You know, some of those are very social media conf- 
you know, mm. conscious, you know, uh, uh, you know, I know great stuff that IWC, we picked up a couple of things from the weekend mm-hmm. and I was amazed to see so someone already had like a thousand download or yeah. a thousand views. I think the, uh, the, there was a video from, I, from night of, uh, was it night of legends, night of champions, night of superstars, night of superstars. Yeah. Uh, that was on, uh, SB nation. Um, uh, oh, know, the kid, the yeah, white the guy, kid. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that had like five thousand views when I saw it. That's that's crazy, and that and, was a fan video. Yeah, and those so. are and those are always great things. But as great as the exposure of an AIW or an IWC or even a mm-hmm. Beyond or something, the number of eyes who see that versus the number of eyes that are watching even Ring of Honor television, let alone Monday Night Raw, I think that the the it's far more beneficial to be in as front of as many eyes as humanly possible because again you can maximize your minutes and mm-hmm. uh you know you can you can look you can look pretty good uh taking an ass whooping and who knows how things can build from there yeah so yeah as yeah i mean the hardy boys spent a whole couple of years mm-hmm. on wwe as jobbers getting mm-hmm. their asses handed to them until they're actually just given a shot just because they kept going to every show. But they were there, they were on TV, and they were in the back, and people would get to know them after a while, and mm-hmm. that generates opportunities. Absolutely. You know, one of the big things I push is you make opportunities. Absolutely. And any chance like that, like I know, you know, guys in your line, like mm-hmm. I have, you, you went to the ROH camps. I know you were on like the, uh, one of those early like fresh prospects show they had out and well, like, we no um i had done like the i had done a couple uh, a couple of dark matches i had done the mm-hmm. dark in wheeling i'd done the dark in pittsburgh yeah um yeah. and uh a future of honors what you're talking about future no Wars, no yeah. I, um i didn't get because we haven't gotten to future three yet we've only had two future of honor shows mm-hmm. but uh i'll use actually this makes me think of something i'll be quick about this because i know i'm kind of rambling um one of the things they taught us at the the ring of honor camps is um, to make how to maximize one of the things to maximize your minutes, how to to make everything look good. Imagine that you get called to be an extra at Raw, and they tell you, "Okay, you're a security guard. You got to run in, and you got to punch Brock Lesnar once. <laughs> you get one punch. You can crack Brock Lesnar in the face once. He's then going to pick you up and F five you into the third row. Yeah, but that's what your job is." How good is that punch going to be? That's going to be the greatest punch you have ever thrown in your entire life. You and get the punch a UFC champion. Yeah, once. <laughs> but that's, the, that's your only spot. That's all we're letting you do. That's yeah. the only thing that we're going to let you do on the show. Yeah. You would, you would make sure that that was the best punch that you ever threw. And you know, I try and tell that to, to, to younger guys and to, to people um, at the PWX training school. Do everything. Like it's the only thing you're going to get to do on the show. If you have to go out and in three minutes get your ass handed to you, by God, that is the best ass whooping that this crowd will have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And um, and to make everything a- as important and as significant as humanly possible. And I think, you know, to circle back to Colin, I think that's what he did. He made that very small thing and he did it so, 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 so well that, you know, you know, it was a, rocket up his uh, you know rocket up his ass and and mm-hmm. his career took off mm-hmm. so yeah, he's doing great things with iwc and they actually rekindled that little bit between dreamer and, see, yeah. and colin that back mm-hmm. in january and 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 uh, you know and they're doing great mm-hmm. great stuff 
Um, and I, I think it's a matter of time before he ends up somewhere else again. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere else with three letters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, on TV. So, uh, and I look forward to that. You know, for any of these guys. You know. So, all right. Uh, did everybody go around here? If you have any thoughts on this, hit us up on Twitter. Hashtag WMS Big Question. Uh, this week, uh, if you respond to this one, we're actually going to give you a copy of that show we were talking about, Night of the Superstars 4, digital download. Uh, again, uh, tweet us. Follow at Mayhem Show on Twitter. Tweet us with the hashtag uh, WMS Big Question and let us know. Uh, the answer to the question uh do you think it's better to lose on tv or to win big in the indies uh and uh hope we can have some more discussion on that we'll read your tweets here next week on the air in the meantime we do have a little bit of response uh from last week's big question do 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 is i pull them up over here somebody give me some hold music this is the indie mayhem show notes that's why i can't find it (laughs) damn it Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, last hey, week, hey, last week we were talking about uh, transparency. If the WWE was 100% transparent, transparent like real sports, and Gabriel actually emailed us in. He says, I think if, wrestling business, uh, if the wrestling business was transparent like the ESPN makes sports, it would make the WWE the most recognizable product on the planet! Exclamation mark, by the way. Uh, you take what ESPN has done for NFL, NBA, soccer, etc., and times that by 100. All those sorts are uh, separate. When you're in wrestling, it's one category. So pretty much it would blow up bigger than the Beatles. Huh. Hmm. And we would also be subject to all types of wrestling worldwide on a huge scale. Second part of the question, you guys would prosper because we asked what would happen to us as a podcast if this change in pro wrestling happened on the big scale. Um, you guys would prosper because it would force you to step up and be even more creative. You guys are creative enough to answer the challenge. Oh, thank you, Gabriel. Uh, so he'll be getting a copy of IWC's Best of 2014 that we released last week on Pittsburgh Wrestling dot com let us know your answers and uh and we'll hook you up as well to the big question so uh thank you all uh so uh real quick uh support supporting indie wrestling as we talk about the indie mayhem show and, and this podcast and everywhere else uh go to pro wrestling com slash wrestling or wms i'm sorry and while you're there you know go throw a shirt of ours in the in the in your cart uh by the great alex cars designs out there in the long beach california hooking us up with some great great stuff over here but while you're at it check out some friends of the show uh you know friends like dj zima ion is on there thank you thank you i thought of you when he did that in the ring on on saturday night um i by right away him and evan or keep calling evan born matt seidel was was pretty good um guys like aj styles guys like uh joey ryan who's who's tearing up out there the new stores for mick foley a lot of great shirts i was just checking those out uh, on the intermission here on the show uh adam pierce ahmed johnson come on my favorite leader um and and all kinds of uh, great great people do i have to mention the stevie night heat shirt that i just see saw right now stevie night heat if you're down with the Grado uh, uh, craziness going on. Uh, friend of the show, Gregory Iron, who we just put out the best of DVD for him on the Prime Cuts, of course, is on here. And he's got, oh, uh, Riz, you pointed out a shirt that he has over there. Or Wait, was which it, one? Or, does him or Zach have this one? There's a Perfect Strangers oh, yeah. shirt with uh, Zach Gowan and Gregory Iron. <laughs> Oh, dressed that, as the perfect that, that changes there, awesome Zach, without shirt. the leg and everything. It's the best. 
is the best. So, um, and side note, can somebody please re reinvite Will, please, uh, to, the, to the hangout? We nope. got a little bit of a tech issue there. No, he's got, he had a good question. Bring him back. Um, but start off wrestlingtees.com slash WMS. Pick up a shirt and pick up some from, uh, just supporting wrestling, indie wrestling, all kinds of stuff. Tugboat. I just saw that in the, in the monitor. Tugboat's over there with shirts. I think, I think he has Shockmaster shirts, actually. Oh, good. Over there. Good. I'm glad. Why not, man? Why not? Yeah. He was at WrestleCon the year I went to New York. As the Shockmaster, because they had a gimmick. We could buy a ticket for the gimmick wing. And I think it was like him and Mantar, and maybe the Boogeyman was wow. there. I, I'd pay is that it, ticket. Is it sad that he pretty much only does those things? It's not sad. No, shock, good. As the no. Shockmaster. And not, not sad at Good all. that he's you getting paid for he's it. Yeah. Money. It, it, I know. No, I'm, I'm not saying he's sad. But, like, as like he was Tugboat. Like, I'm assuming Tugboat's like yeah, He was Typhoon, but, too. But, no, but Shockmaster no, is a really, meme, man. They, yeah. They didn't I, build a top ten list. I mean, help me out. Like, I, I always have this conversation. Hold on, hold on. I, help I, me I out. tried, mm. but Tugboat turned on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> wow. We all did, man. We all did. Of all time. It, well, we mm. all did. Um, I mean, I, I'm happy when any wrestler can find a way to make money from this. If it's as Shockmaster, if it's, you know, I, I, I don't cry Absolutely. for Corey Graves for having to retire from wrestling because he's on there. He's got a show on the network. Mm-hmm. Anybody, mm-hmm. especially any of those guys, getting a WWE paycheck, Absolutely. I think is worthwhile. Absolutely. I'm just and saying, Bobby would probably love to be Tugboat. <laughs> well, there's that too. That's too. I would cry. But Chris, you were saying? I was saying, you know, the, the only two real things in wrestling are the money and the miles. And if you can find some way to turn what we do, because so many of us do it for nothing, mm-hmm. you know, or, or go into the red to, to, to do this. If you can find a way to to make some money and to to make some memories, uh, you know, more power to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So let's go into the last couple wrap up things here for the show. Um, let's first touch on, uh, let's swap it up here. Uh, Mike, let me know what's going on. Impact wrestling. Uh, are we, I like how that every week this starts out. Oh, yeah. Um, so apparently TNA, uh, we're going to have a big tag team tournament. Okay. That's fine. Uh huh. Um, no one told us this. It's just they happen to... You the fan, you mean? No, the Hardys came out and said, so we're all excited about this big tag team tournament. This is a, almost an hour and a half into the show. <laughs> no one had mentioned it. Huh. Not, not, not Josh Matthews, not Taz, not Jeremy Borash, not SoCal Val or Christy Hemi or God. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one mentioned it, so they just assumed we knew what was going on. Uh, we didn't. There was no message from the burning bush. Oh, I wish they had a burning bush that just spit out matches and information. Wow, Isn't that Chrissy Hemi. Oh, oh. oh. Bobby! <laughs> well played, now. sir. Well played. Wow, Bobby oh. points. Buzz Fox is going to make that joke. <laughs> I know. I had to pick up in his steed. Uh, uh, all right, but um. So they, they told us some of the teams are going to be in this. And apparently the way this tag team tournament is going to work is there's going to be four tag team matches. And the winners of each of these matches are going to be put in an Ultimate X match. 
and this is all supposed to happen in one night. So these are going to be super long matches. Um, and it's most of the teams you'd expect. You got the Bromans, you have the Revolution, um, with James Storm teaming with Koya for some reason. So that's going to be botchtastic. Uh, you got the Hardys, uh, and then EC3 comes out. And I said, oh, this might make this more interesting. And then he said his partner's going to be Bram. Way less interesting. And then Mr. Anderson comes out and says he's teaming with the X Division champion, because why the fuck would we have him wrestle X Division title matches? Uh, there's just a lot of shit going on with it. Also, uh, with with that side note, Mike, because um, I, I vaguely follow TNA. Like, I don't watch Impact, but I try to keep up. I don't blame you. Um, who the hell is Jay Rios? Yeah, that uh, that's the other thing I was going to get to. <laughs> I was like, one, Tigre Uno is apparently still around. And yeah. two, he's teaming with a mass wrestler, but I don't think they've ever introduced him. Tigre Uno has not been on television, I think, since they got to Destination America. That was in January. So apparently he still works there. Uh, I don't know who the other guy is. I don't really care. They didn't promote it. They didn't even say, hey, guys, don't forget, Tigre Uno is also in this match. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, going to be a little weird. And also, we, we got to meet Drew Galloway's running buddies. Like, we were supposed to know who they were. I hey, didn't. Hey, I Camacho's one of those running buddies. Exactly my point. NXT superstar Camacho. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's Camacho and the other half of Deuce and Domino. Fine. What happened to S.A. Rios? <laughs> no <Yeah>. one knows. <laughs> the no question knows. nobody is asking. Uh, that wasn't even in my WoW magazine from August 2011. <laughs> uh, but, um, and just as uh, the uprising stupid name with dumb Nexus colors, uh, went against the Beatdown Clan. We got the return of Homicide. So, yay, more faction war. Um, other than that, TNA, I, they had a world title match again, I think for like the third week in a row, which, you know, doesn't devalue your belt at all. Um, Eric Young beat down Bobby Lashley, so apparently Lashley's having contract disputes, I'm guessing. Uh, TNA, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I think they're just going to... They keep calling Lashley the penultimate world champion, which means Kurt Angle's holding that belt until the company dissolves. I don't think he knows that's what it means, but mm. TNA's just a hot mess. You know, there was some interesting... I, I, oh, and speaking of a hot mess, uh, Eamon, you told me to look for this, and I almost fast-forwarded through it because I thought it was a commercial. Um, <laughs> apparently... There are new knockouts coming to TNA. Um, Jade, Bobby. Yeah, who? who you Bobby. know, we know we know who Jade is. Mia Yim is fantastic. I don't know about this. Oh, Jade. yes. Um, I I highly recommend you guys look for the commercial, the uh, promo for them online. It's a commercial. It looks like a commercial you would see at 3 a.m. on Comedy Central. Oh, I know that commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it like a 900 like a number commercial? Now. It looks like a commercial for weare18.com. 
It really, <laughs> really, really does. So, wow. Bobby, you may want hey, to get Hey, you know what? If that's what gets people excited wait, wait, wait. next to Amish <laughs> Haunting. We are 18. No, don't now. Google that. <laughs> no, do not. Do not. Yeah, I don't want to be associated oh with that. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, live reactions are great, guys. Did you just, wait, did you just, just pull it up? <laughs> No, I uh, actually did not pull that. Google the the Jade promo video. I, I'll have to do oh, that geez. later tonight. So, so, Mia yeah. okay. Yim is very good, by the way. Yeah, she just, is. Yeah, she's so, awesome. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. she isn't, but the promo video. Oh, they're doing boy. weird things with her, apparently. Then. They're stabbing dolls in the head, but they're also dressed like in sexy attire and doing odd posing. Give dolls a chance or whatever. Oh my god, they're 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 the dolls. They're the doll from. Blood oh, Ball. they're the dollhouse. That's what they're called. Yeah. They're called the dollhouse. Oh right. Which oh, they're the I doll think there's from a copyright Blood problem. There. Is that is that like a reference to the show or? I, I hope not. <laughs> they're managed <laughs> by Eliza Dushku. I'm guessing Joss Whedon had nothing to do with this. <laughs> wow. Um, so, okay, so, I mean, I had, I, one, I was excited to see that one of the featured matches on Friday was DJ well, Zima Ion. Sorg, I, I, I will give you a link, because I just found it. You just found the thing. Okay, we'll look at that in a moment. It's 31 seconds. We can play the whole thing. No, we sh- No, we can't. Well, I, actually, I don't we know, because like, we, right, right. we used to get pulled well, for we, their you stuff. You can play a tiny bit of it where they're licking a lollipop. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, we'll <laughs> take a look at that. Mm. Um, and somebody see if they can invite that email address that uh, we'll put in there, please. Right. Uh, okay, uh, but uh, I saw that Dima Ion was actually featured against Davy Richards, which is a match I want to see. You know, it was a great it. match. It was it a good was, match. I don't, and I'm not especially a big fan of Davy Richards. No, no, and but that it's not for his in ring work personally. Somebody's dinging. Holy crap! Um, but uh, no, I got to talk catch up with Zima actually uh, Saturday at at uh, Meadville. Um, and, uh, and I was talking about that. He, he says, uh, you know, he had a lot of fun with that, and hopefully they'll do a little bit more than him just being the guy hanging with bromance uh, from the sounds of it. And uh, and asked, like, well, how, how's everybody adjusting? Because that's something we asked when he was on the Indie Mayhem show for a few months ago, was, like, how is TNA doing? How is this new thing with Destination America is going? And he says it feels like everybody's kind of getting on the stride, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, everything's everything's coming along. Um, I, I know he was very excited when he was on before because they got like like Destination America the the he said the most comfortable sweaters he's ever had. Oh, uh, uh, Davy Davy had one of those. When, oh yeah, when he was down at uh, VOW, mm-hmm. I remember he he was rocking the Destination America swag. So. Does it still look comfy? I, I didn't. I hear good things about the swag. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I just know that he had a, he had a lot of uh, Destination America stuff. There so. you go. There you go. Someone's got to let people know that the channel is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, which is the problem? You know, is I, 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 to be it. quite frank, I don't even. I don't think I have it. I don't even know. Uh, I have Comcast, so it's I, it's probably it's, it's not the it's not basic. Okay, it, it, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a tier up at least uh, on any mm-hmm. system. So I mean, that's the problem. But still, it's out there, and it looks like from my I'm saying I'm I'm popping and checking out the YouTube clips, you mm-hmm. know, and, and kind of seeing it. It looks like it looks like a good wrestling show. Do they from ha- what I'm mean, seeing? Do they have the 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 full shows available online? Like a, not officially, no. Okay, because I mean, you can. Destination America replays them all the time. I think that's why they're not up online. That's a, yeah, that's the biggest oh, thing because okay. like it, TNA really takes over from like what is it like Sun or Friday night through almost the weekend because they do a replay like right after yeah. the next morning and, is and like they do um like a recap not a recap show but like they throw in stuff with Mike Tanay and mm-hmm. he talks about the rankings which 
are arbitrarily given, but apparently they mean stuff. Well, so. I, I think it's interesting because like Ring of Honor, which is is on you know syndicated television, but um, they also offer their uh, online for their ringside members the mm-hmm. full shows. But also they're they're syndicated, but they're not in every market. No, too. not no. So I think that's a, that's yeah. a big distinction for them. Mm-hmm. No, they they're uh, they're I think it's like eighty markets 82 mm-hmm. i'm not i don't know exactly because I, I know that sinclair is always adding right uh, right new stations but no that they're I, I remember um i saw like what their penetration was as far as um a, a, a stations <laughs> and I, I knew it was gonna it wasn't gonna take long no entendres continue uh, but you know they were really strong in the in the northeast and really strong in, and, and and you could see the markets where they were really strong Coincidentally enough, coincides with uh, where they run a lot of their shows, right? And they're starting of to course. get, and they're starting to get more into Texas, more into the Southwest. So, mm-hmm. hey, can, you, can you tell them to get to New York? I would like to watch Ring of Honor on my television. Do you have that pool over there? Uh, <laughs> they're not. They're not answering my phone calls right now. So. <laughs> Should we bug Dombrowski? No, 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 no. Get We're New gonna... York on the phone. <laughs> New York on the phone. <laughs> New York, you're on the line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What is this show anymore? Um, oh, one, one more thing about Impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they did a live tweet edition where um, they, okay. they would take tweets that people were talking about Impact and put them on TV. Were you on it again? No, I wasn't because I didn't watch live because I was watching something else. Daredevil. I was watching Daredevil. <laughs> Much better decision. <laughs> Much better decision. Um they need to screen their tweets a little bit. Oh no! <laughs> no, nothing bad. Just not not impressive tweets. Although one of the, I don't know, like, I don't. I know there are a lot of people talking about impact because I do see it trending when I do the live tweet of it. But some of them were just like, "Good show at Impact Wrestling." Seen, <laughs> this is the best we have. Some substance. You gotta have. You gotta have a hook. Have you seen the tweets from the ticker on the bottom yeah. of the WWE? Like anything from yep. WWE? Yeah, yeah. It's not. They're the pretty best much stuff. the same. M's good wrestling, McMahon. Well, no, they. But the ones in WWE probably have more exclamation points. And, yeah, that's true. They're more excitable. And, and it's a running scroll. The TNA yeah, one. Yeah. It's like the bottom third of the frame. Mm. Like it takes up part of the ring. Okay. So, so they make you read it. All right. They make you read it. Well, on that note, that's enough about Impact Wrestling. Let us know what you think. I know there's some supporters out there. As I, I know Dustin was a big supporter of Impact Wrestling. I hit and uh, we're trying to give it time. This is the only one we don't have a separate podcast for, so we got to put it somewhere. And that's their fault. They moved. Yeah. It. They did move it to Friday. That's their doing. So, uh, and that's our enjoyment. That's our enjoyment. Well, eventually we'll have a tough enough cast too soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, we so, will. I don't know. We got some fan mail. One, we already got uh, Mike Allen who does the show notes. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're up late again, Mike Allen. <laughs> but uh, He already sent a wrestling magazine. I'm going to hold it till next week. Okay. Uh, but I do see a giant phone and Paul Heyman in the picture. So I, I'll, tease that. I'll tease that a little bit. Talking about the OJ trial. Talking about the OJ trial. Yes. <laughs> he, says he, he says he got a better one. So... Um, Two-part question from our friend Gabriel in the fan mail right now. Let me get the right graphic. All right. Mm-hmm. You guys ready for this? I like, is it, is I, it how much of a badass business? Okay. Can you answer my question of who was the funniest when Lunchbox was gone? I should. 
<laughs> or wait, wait, second part question. Maybe I'm not reading this right. John Cena mentioned on Raw uh, that London should host WrestleMania. I was wondering if you guys think of WrestleMania being hosted by London. Do you think there should be a system like the World Cup in choosing WrestleMania location? Rip City Uprising out. Uh, what's the World Cup selection? Uh, corruption. Go, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, you know what? Oh, we're at it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like a bid out. system, it's, isn't it? It's, it's like you bid for it, don't you? I, yeah, they what, bid for yeah. it, and I that mean, is kind of what what happens. It is. It is. I yo. I, is this a time? Have I mentioned this on the show? My campaign that I started a couple weeks ago. Is it to get the British Bulldog in the Hall of Fame? No, not that one. No, oh, the Bring Mania to Pittsburgh. Bring Mania to Pittsburgh. I pinged Bill Peduto. I pinged the Jagoff Pit Girl. I need to ping. Uh, oh no, I did ping uh, 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 Mikey and Big Bob of the mm-hmm. of the Freak Show. Bring it to Pittsburgh. We were looking at it. We we're pontificating at this. I think Jen Carlin's looked up the figure the figures for me after the last uh, pay per view party, and uh, I think it said they could hold like 60 some thousand in there plus i mean you think floor seats and everything that beautiful well, view this idea that like they could use the city as a backdrop and have all kinds of fun with fireworks and everything think of that what was view. pittsburgh's letter grade hey hey we are a that's the other thing we have a chance there was a story that went around about the letter grades came out in a lawsuit uh around them trying to shut down all these other wrestling shows around wrestlemania weekend mm-hmm. ring of honor was there at least in some mm-hmm. aspect, yeah. I just watched the, the, the show from... Oh, uh, Supercard of Honor. Supercard of Honor. I, I, yes. By the way, uh, LB, if you haven't yet, go check out that last Ring of Honor show with the Samoa Joe match. I think he's back, man. It's the best I've, been, I've seen him look in years. I will give it a look. Give it a look. Him and uh, uh, Briscoe in the main mm-hmm. event for the really title. Um, and also... Bolton Castle next week. And the TV title was uh, uh, Jay Lethal and Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. So... Also pretty tremendous. Um, but anyways, uh, what was I getting at there? You know, no, bring it. WrestleMania Pittsburgh. I want to push for it. I don't. If they had it in MetLife Center I think, at that time of year. I, I think that uh, SummerSlam would be a lot more of a realistic because of the right, weather. Right. And, you, and SummerSlam is becoming a bigger deal. Do you think they'll get to the point where SummerSlam maybe gets to that stadium aspect? I think maybe, so. Maybe even if it's like smaller stadiums. I think so. And I think Pittsburgh would be the perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, venue for because what, what they're doing in New York this year, right? Is that summer? Yeah, this year? Uh, it was originally supposed to be the Izod Center that's right next to MetLife, mm-hmm. and I guess that closed down, and they're going to be in Brooklyn now at the Barclay. Uh, but I mean, like, if you get the right card, and uh, I mean, like, they've used Brock now at the past couple SummerSlams, mm-hmm. uh, they could absolutely, I think, Staples do some Center, field, it, even you know, Staples Center is a yeah. bigger venue for them, right? Sure, like, that's a bigger arena. Oh, Sta- Staples Center is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. they could definitely do it. I, I just don't know. I mean, with the weather. I mean, a, a Pittsburgh March April. It was it was, it was cold. Yeah, at Life Center. I can tell you that. Oh, okay. It was really cold. Yeah. They had to heat. They had heat. They had heat pushing in from the poles. <laughs> oh, and and everything like they had a, whole, had a whole mechanism down there to keep it warm at the ring. Yeah, F everybody else. The ring, the ring <laughs> we were so happy. I'm in the nosebleeds above the stage. Mm-hmm. So happy with the flames from the Undertaker entrance. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> So that's where I'm this hat? I'm wearing this hat the entire time. This crazy Russian hat back here. Oh. Or I swore Elmer Fudd, I guess. Um but anyways, uh that's enough of that. Thank you, Gabriel, for emailing us in and uh and for us to have some fun with that. Uh so now it's time to learn. Did I miss we anything didn't else? Answer his question. Oh, I think we did. Corruption, <laughs> really? Did anybody else have anything no, to add? No, to that? he was asking if WrestleMania could be held in London. Oh and no, yeah. no. Why not? Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Why not? 
Why? Time zones. They did Summer. Oh. They did they UFC does. They and, and SummerSlam was back in 1994 when there wasn't an internet. I think it's fine. Oh. I think they'll do fine. fine. NFL's doing it. What, what, yeah, is but, U- no, what does the UFC do? When sword, they- the difference with the NFL <clears throat> is they're running that game at 9 o'clock Eastern right. in the morning. Right. SummerSlam, unless they change the start time of SummerSlam to like 3 in the afternoon on a Sunday, mm-hmm. if they want to keep it at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's like 3 in the morning. I don't think they have to. I don't think they have to. I, I I think I think they'll do there'll be a little bit of alignment. It won't be the time that you usually have, but it'll be an acceptable time. Yo, we remember have, remember SummerSlam was on at like three o'clock on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, WrestleMania was on at like three o'clock on the West Coast. We can move this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um and, and if they'll do whatever happens to maximize it and if it becomes a bigger deal, this is a worldwide entity. We hey, we can't get to the moon if we don't start in London. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash said it. That magazine said it. This is happening. There you go. Well, let's get to the... Is that a John F. Kennedy quote? (laughs) Oh, no. We choose to have WrestleMania at the moon and the other things. Not because they're easy, but because they're hard. As the worst boss John, next and, and, it makes, and it makes Roman Reigns look strong. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I want to know from Roman you, my punch a hole through the moon. My people of Mayhem Nation, what did you learn from wrestling this week, Mad Mike? I learned that we can all do Kennedy accents. Kinda. Really bad Mayor Kennedy accents. Whew. No, that was Saturday. Oh, <laughs> Mike, give me an answer. Is that it? All right, I uh, I all right. I learned um, that TNA really didn't know what to do with the tag team division. Okay, all right, all right. You got to come up with something, you know. Okay. All right, what about you, Eamon? Uh I learned uh, that I'm in the minority when it comes to my thoughts on Naomi's heel turn because I actually liked it. Uh, I, I, I like that they did something beyond she's being a bitch or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they're just being like, yeah, she's valid in her points and she's kind of right. <laughs> I like it. I, I just wish they didn't hurt her heel myself. But, uh, LB, what about you? I caught you mid yawn, I know. I learned that uh, Shane McMahon's real name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. What about you, the E Riz? I learned that I'm gonna I want to watch WrestleMania on the fucking moon. That's right. <laughs> and that made me so excited. It's gonna cost you a thousand dollars. Don't give a shit. That's okay. Nine ninety nine. That's why you got the network. Hashtag GoFundMe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you Bobby. Bobby. Um, I learned uh two good things, or well, one good thing, one bad thing happened with valets this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the good thing, Fandango losing his valet. The bad thing, Damian Sandow gaining a valet. No. Oh, hmm. okay. Like I said, I'm it's not okay. a fan of Summer. I'm not a fan of Summer. I'm uh, sorry. Her voice <laughs> grates on my nerves. Chris LaRusso, what did you learn from wrestling this week? Uh, I learned that NASA needs to really – we need to up our funding for NASA to, uh, to, get, moon. to get this to the moon as quickly as possible. <laughs> And that um, pay-per-views can only be held on American soil. That WrestleMania oh. can only be held on American soil. Imagine or the moon. Oh, the yeah, moon. I forgot. Well, the, we, well, the United States owns the moon, so you know. 
don't we? We we planted a flag. I think that counts. I, th- I think yeah. It's I mean, us yeah, and the oh, yeah. it's, it's us ours. and the Nazis. It's ours. That's oh. right. If you haven't watched Iron Sky, I'm referencing there. I thought it was a Wolfenstein match. reference myself, but uh, it could be a Wolf. I don't know. Did they do a moon thing on that? I think there was a, later there was games a, in, one of the, in the new one. I think. Whatever. One. We're I, doing I don't know. I'm not watching that. I had Rusev's entrance on the moon. Who come in on Sputnik? Awesome. That's the one thing his entrance was missing. I learned that you could get knocked out by getting hit in the head with a tennis shoe. Imagine Terry Funk having a match on the moon. (laughs) I fought and a loser has to live on the moon without any oxygen. Remember the the Tracy Smothers uh, loser leaves Earth match? (laughs) We can do that now. Just sitting at the moon waiting. From the chat room. I'm sorry. From the Facebook group. We got a Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group. A lot of conversation on there. I asked, what did you learn in wrestling? Phil... Up there, uh, he says, uh, X Ring of Honor talent has taken over Raw Champions, and it's not a bad thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. DDP style. There you go. Uh, Tony Garza learned that none of my Mayhem host fans or guests were up to my challenge. What's the challenge? We were all going to be supporting the Patreon. But I'm trying to buy a fucking car and a new webcam. Yeah. So after <laughs> that happens, I will gladly buy a getting WrestleMania on the moon. I just hear excuses. I, I hear some. excuses. Put it. a penny. Put a penny, man. You can just donate a penny. Ooh, a penny. Well, that'll be 30 pennies. For the cost of one Swedish fish, oh, you-, you can fund the mayhem show. <laughs> For, for the cost of one sweetest fish. We Sorry. need Sally Struthers up in here to, to help us. We oh, no. Sally. No. This is getting weird. No. Gabriel says he learned that Prince Puma has a sexier Superman punch than Ro- Roman Reigns. Why is Roman Reigns in quotes as well as Prince P- Puma? I don't understand. Also <laughs> learned that Drago from Lucha Underground has the coolest mask ever. Drago. And Dra- that is also that's a true fact. Jen Carlin's learned yes, it is. nothing. Riz also learned that next week Dean Thanks Ambrose for will... chiming in. <laughs> Riz also learned that Dean Ambrose will draw the Fandango and Adam Rose and a loser leaves WWE match next week. <laughs> Matt Carlin's learned. Matt Carlin's learned that missing nearly two full weeks of WWE program will not bother me in the least. Missing one episode of Lucha Underground haunts me for days. Mm. Guys, let us know what you learned and all the rest in uh, WMS Big Question and follow us four one two two zero six WMS zero. Good times. <laughs> that was just noise. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta work on that. Uh, oh, good times. Wheels. Good times. Wheels. Oh shit! Wheels. wheels. I'm sorry. Like? I shut down that hangout on that side. I forgot he was in there. <laughs> wheels. What'd you learn, real wheels. quick? What the hell did you learn? What did I learn? I learned that Neville is amazing with oh. a 450 splash off of. Hell yeah! Yeah. Give oh, me more yeah. Neville Rollins. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can also please go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe to us on all the video versions and the audio versions. Just subscribe, subscribe to all of them, even if you never open the app. That's just, just help us out. And please comment. I put a big run to uh, please help comment on the Wrestling Mayhem Show iTunes which I was supposed to check on there. Uh, we'll read those if we see any come up there on the show. Uh, and uh, I did have a challenge that you get something free if uh, if you entertain me for the week on the iTunes comments. I didn't see any come through. So that is open. I will, yes, I will hook you up if you if you are the most entertaining uh, iTunes comment of the week. Um, it's time to kiss a sword's ass today. 
Well, he doesn't have to kiss my ass. It's just to no, help us out, man. Tell the people about it. And not just us. If you listen to a bunch of podcasts, subscribe to them all. I mean, well, subscribe to them, yes. You probably already have. But uh, comment on them all. It's a, it's, it's a really w- good free way for you to help out podcasting. Big thanks to Mike Allen, PR. On the Twitter is at Michael Allen for doing the show notes and the tweets all night long, way, way past his bedtime. I'm so sorry, Mike. Uh, and so much more. Uh, check everything out at Chris LaRusso, at the E-Riz, at Hot Wheels RWA, also at RWA Pro for him, at Panerai, at DJ Lunchbox, at Sawtooth Willie. I'll let you figure out who they all belong to, at Bobby FJ Town, at Amen2, please. Insert insert TV, coin TV, uh, at the E-Riz. Um, and I think I got everybody at that point. I'm at, at Mad Sword Mike Tron. At Mad Mike 4883. At Bobby Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.